Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sci-Fi Watcher, episode 197. Glad you could join us again this week. I'm Corey Charette, and over there, my friend, my colleague, the man who knows everything about something and nothing about all, Mr. Brian Lee. Wow, I'll never live up to that. <laughs> or <laughs> How's you, it going? Or you've lived up to it and you don't even realize it yet. Hello, I am fine. Good. So we lied about this week's episode. We were how, how how do we lie? Well, we said we were gonna we were gonna talk about you were gonna review the the film uh, Prospect, the independent film Prospect. That's right. And you had done some magic, and we are going to get a screener copy to look at. And unfortunately, we don't have it in time for this show. So hopefully next week we will have it. But we will still do the sci-fi shorts, which will include the short prospect. So next week you'll know what to expect when we get to that. I like it. I do too. And let's just jump right into the show with the news. And of course, God, I get tired of this. This is a broken record. Star Trek again. So apparently uh, it's uh, reported that Michelle Yeoh, who was the uh, in the first two ep- the two-part pilot episode of Star Trek Discovery, where she played uh, the captain who was killed off, is rumored to come back to play Emperor Giorgio character in a show called Section 31. That's the that's the rumor right now. And since we both haven't watched Discovery, we don't know what we're talking about. Uh mirror mirror dimension character type of thing from my understanding, you know. Well, she looks like a superhero in this picture of her in a cape. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> That's all I know about her. So yeah, it's uh, it's a character from one of, like I, I read it somewhere. It's like from the a mirror universe counterpart is what this character right. is, and I guess they like it so much that they don't want to let her go. Considering right now she's a star, in one of those popular that big film, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, that came out uh, about a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So CBS is trying to keep her around since she's going to be doing a guest spot, I guess, in season two of Discovery also. And, they just want to milk the Star Trek train as much as possible. Milk it for all it's worth, right? I, it's going to be one of those things where people are just going to get sick of it. I don't really know. I mean, I feel like now that they're doing all this, maybe we should watch Discovery <laughs> just so we can figure out what's going on. Uh, I don't know, though. I mean, you've got you've got Discovery. You're going to have that comedic animated show, which is not going to be canon, obviously. Sounds like they're going to do Section 31. we got the Picard show coming out. I have no clue. Yeah. Was there any other shows that we missed? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, I don't, it's just, I can't imagine having a network of nothing but shows about one franchise. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, I can't imagine that. Like, can you imagine? I mean, well, but this is, this is kind of par for the course for CBS. If you think about all the, CSI, NCIS, they doubled down on stuff. So they doubled down on the procedural. Now they're doubling down on sci-fi. But this is quadrupling right now. That's just one step above doubling. So come on. Two steps. <laughs> you think you could have but do you think the Star Trek fans can have too much Star Trek? Um, maybe, maybe not, but they need content for their, you know, fledgling streaming service. And they need to compete with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. So why not milk a property? Okay, but here's the thing. 
you don't like Star Trek, let's say, for example, consumer A does not like Star Trek, what incentive is there to get CBS All Access if a majority of it is Star Trek? Um, good point. I, well, no, they're they're bringing on other shows. I think they're bringing other original IP to the streaming service. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, they're doing the they have the spinoff of the Good Wife on there. They're gonna have some other stuff on there. But if you go to it and you're like, oh, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, I don't like Star Trek. Forget it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's just. I don't. I don't know how this is going to be successful unless you have all your Star Trek fans. But I think Star Trek and the streaming service, the the budget for putting a show out on the streaming service versus putting a show out on CBS is drastically different. It's a lot less to do the streaming service versus, you know, major network budget. Okay, but have you ever seen the special effects on a space show like Star Trek? Yeah. I mean, it's still going to cost money. Granted, granted, you can do a lot more now than you could in 1987 when the Next Generation came out on a computer. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to cost you some some coin. It is, yeah. They're That's, they're they're playing the long game. I think I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a, a good long game, but we will see. So we got spinoffs, and now we got reboots. Yeah. So it looks like the CW is trying to bring back. The show, the forty one hundred, uh, which was a USA property back in two thousand four. Was that any connection to the forty four hundred TV show? Oh, what did I say? You said forty one hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, forty four hundred. I said I said the wrong thing there. But um, yeah, it's it's basically a reboot of that show. Um, I forgot how many seasons it lasted, but it didn't last long, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, they're trying to bring it back on the CW. If you don't know what the 400 is um but basically i guess younger people had been lost throughout time um and all of a sudden they reappeared where they were abducted with no age change no memory of where they've been um other shows are doing this like the returned and manifest you know same idea but less sci-fi i guess i don't know if we really need another show like this. I mean, it didn't succeed in 2004. What's it going to, what's going to make it succeed now? Besides, go ahead. Yeah. It's four seasons, 44 episodes, which is not a lot of episodes for four years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, now, I mean, we've had enough time between the 4,400 and these other shows that are out now. So he's not like, Oh yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a knockoff, but something they're like, Oh, Hey, we got this franchise that we can still, milk let's try to milk it i don't know i don't know if it's gonna be interesting why do you want to reboot something like that well it's also the whole cw market because i think in the in the 4400 everyone is like a, a younger person so this is a young adult audience that they're skewing over here on, on cw so they're trying to put more of that programming i mean look at all the uh dc properties you know, all the other shows. <laughs> yeah, I rolled my eyes, boys. Yeah, I was about to say that. Corey's rolling his eyes as I say well, this. Well, okay. I, I'm not going to say it's an age thing because I, I enjoy some of it. But the fact that every night of the week, um, you turn CW on. Every night of the week, there's a, a, a DC show on. That's right, yeah. yeah it's like, uh, That's on purpose. I mean, yeah. But they also have a show called The 100, too. So I know. I was going to say that. The 100, but it's a different principle. But the titles are very similar. Yeah. 
It's it's got numbers in it. Is this a sequel to the 100? <laughs> yeah. Uh, shut up. No, it's not a sequel to the 100. There you go. I don't know. I mean, 44 episodes, four seasons, not too long. I don't know. I mean, if you're going to reboot, I guess you're going to have to change the whole, the whole concept or something. I mean, I don't know if I've never watched a show, so I don't know if we ever know the secret or whatever was going on. So you you don't really want to use the same same uh, mystery, I guess per se. Like if like for example, like Lost, you wouldn't if you rebooted Lost, you wouldn't want it to be the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I really I don't know. I don't care. I'm not into it. And you know what's scary now? Listen, thinking about this, the CW is for the the twenty something millennials. Right. Yeah, yeah. Supernatural's been on for 14 years. That's like the old show. I know that is that's scary. That's that it's got that staying power. Yeah, I mean, you got stuff like Charm that's come back, which I don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. All these all these DC shows, but then also you look around and Supernatural, which is like for the the, the late 30, early 40 year olds, <laughs> is still on the network. Well, I mean, the people that started are older now, so they've kind of grown with the show. Well, I was reading something about that show. This this season, they cut down the episode count for the one reason is the actors have families and would like to spend time with their families. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, so I mean, they were like in their what late twenties, early thirties. Now they're like in their forties now, late thirties, early forties. It's like, wow. I mean, they must be doing good to keep that show afloat. Yeah, I don't know how it does it. I uh, I've only seen a handful of episodes, but it just blows my mind that a show's been on for fourteen years. On American television, no less. They're good-looking guys. That's, That's your opinion. I mean, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I will. I will say that there are women at work that that love one or the other. Right there, you go. I mean, still, so I'm like, okay. I don't. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Trailer time. Uh, new alien invasion film called Captive State. I think this is the right one. Uh, it takes place in an alternate universe. It's basically a sequel to every alien invasion movie ever, except when in our universe, the humans always win. But this one, the humans get their butts kicked, and the film picks up a decade later. Uh, it's kind of like an attack the block kind of feel. Or um, it's funny because you don't really see aliens in this teaser. Not to you see aliens. Yeah, little hints of them being around. I, um, I, yeah. But. Well, first of all, the first two seconds of this film, I love it because of one person, John Goodman's in it. Which is strange. I've never seen him in a sci-fi film. Well, no, I take it back. He's been in other sci-fi films. I'm thinking quickly. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Well, he was in- um, uh, Cloverfield Lane. Which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that, I mean, that's the reason. I like it. I, to me, this feels like a cross between They Live- where you know the the sub the the sub little advertising type of thing where the message they're lying to you they're lying to you, and um falling fallen skies. There you go. That's like another good point. It kind of reminds me of fallen skies a little bit too, where the aliens kick our butts and we're just basically slaves to them. Or District Nine. District Nine. Yeah, that's another good one too. I forgot about District Nine. Because of the spaceship just hovering there in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, uh, what do you think? You think we should review this? You think we should skip it? Here's, it comes out March 29th. That's not really a great time for movies. It's kind of just before summer. So I think it's not going to do that well, but I don't even know. I mean, if this is going to be even like a wide release, to be honest with you. Yeah. Don't know yet. I don't know, it's too far out. It, I need to see more of it. it. To me, it looks, it looks okay. Yeah. It looks like an, 
It's got like an independent quality to it. It kind of does. All yeah. right, let's move on to the next trailer here. This one's called Beyond White Space. It's a sci-fi action film, basically where they, uh, it's a deep space fishing vessel vessel who encounters a large mythic creature. And the crew must chase after the creature in order to salvage their trip. And the creature may be the same kind that killed the captain's father. They basically call this Jaws in space. I kind of thought it was like Moby Dick also. Yeah, I, I watched the trailer. I can't get, I I can't wrap my head around the the lead character. That guy uh, Halt McCallany is the actor. Yeah, I don't think he's the right person for the role. He doesn't exude a captain. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It like they said, it looks like it's like Jaws. I was like, yeah, I just no interest in this film. But I just saw this trailer. I was like, oh, it looks pretty and stuff, but. This is a quote directed DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till Redbox before we, uh, we we talk about this one again. Yeah, it's coming out December 14th. So I think it's probably, I don't know if it's going to be wide release. It doesn't look that good to me. Uh, all right, here's the thing. It's coming out a rough 11 days before Christmas. Christmas is when the Oscar movies come out. Yeah. And some Star Wars films usually come out, which they aren't. But yeah, so I, I think it's just I think it's just put there just to to think of just to just to fill space up. Yeah, probably. I, I have a feeling this will be out on DVD by February, and we won't even remember it by then. Nah, we'll blink and we'll miss it. Yep. <laughs> if we do miss it, no loss there. Now I put this story in here because I thought this was kind of a different science fiction science story to talk about. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, Vans is uh, Vans the Shoemaker are paying homage to NASA by releasing these NASA uh, Space Voyager collection of shoes. And I, I just thought they looked pretty cool. Um, there's a one of them is like a an orange NASA orange looking shoe. It's got NASA on the side, JF Kennedy Space Center. Um, I think they're cool looking shoes. It's space related. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean they look cool. I, I love the color of them. They're kind of like a retro slash outer space type of thing, like astronauts wear or something. Yeah, it had a retro vibe to it. But I do. I'd like wear. Them. I'd wear these. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They kind of look like basketballs. <laughs> yeah. The color and uh, the, the laces. I'd rock these and I would be proud. I just think it's awesome that we actually have a story about sneakers. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So we'll mix it up. Yeah, definitely. If you want to check out what we talked about, head over to sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher and look at all the links. All right, let's get into the shorts here. Let's start off with the 2014 Prospect short, which is 15 minutes and 47 seconds, directed by or written by Chris Caldwell and Zeke Earl with Tom Castle, Tony Dupe Dupe. And Callie Harlow. So they're basically on a planet, father, daughter on a planet, trying to mine something called Oralac. Yes. Yeah, that's basically it. It's it's a small concept. This is a, a small concept indie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, by watching this short, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but. You know, you get an alien vibe from the surroundings. Uh-huh. 
Um, there's also like th particulates floating around. Um, I love the uh, the fact they have to wear those respirators and um, the Oralac is has to be mined from the alien from the uh, from the ground. It's basically like an old gold prospector. That's what's one way like. looking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the uh, when you're talking about the particles in the air. I love the whole thing with the tape. Mm -hmm. When she yeah. when she, when the girl took the tape, and I was just like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> like interesting. I mean, pr pretty smart idea because obviously this place isn't too safe to be breathing since they're all wearing you know like uh, spacesuits. I guess is what it would be. Yeah, but I, I love the idea how he's he's teaching her. Where's the ship? Show me on a map. What are the codes to launch? If you, you know, go talk to, you know, try to get to a certain types of ships. Don't let them know we have the Oralac. Da, 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 da. He's trying to make sure if something happens to him, there's a contingency plan for her to get off the, off the planet safe. Yeah. And, you know, basically uh, he's, he's planning for the worst, you know, mm -hmm. if he's not around, she's going to have to take over kind of thing. Yeah. And this is uh, apparently the stuff is very, you know, um, valuable. We don't really know what it is per se. It's like little, like little minerals of some sort. Yeah, that's why compared to gold. Yeah, it has monetary value, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the? I guess the the bad guy in this. I love this suit. You love this suit, yeah. I love the suit. I mean, it was not like a astronaut suit, like you know the good guy, good guys wore. But I, I just something about it, almost like like a welding type of suit of some sort. Yeah, I love the retro vibe of this. I love the way the suits are made. Even the suits that the daughter has on mm -hmm. reminds me of like the nineteen, you know, sixties, seventies astronauts. Yeah. Um, everything is there for necessity. So mm -hmm. I love the fact I mean, it has an independent feel. You could tell that that I mean it's a great it's a great short, don't get me wrong, but you can tell that they made this on a small budget. Yeah, I mean it's out in the woods. It they have a tent and they have a few little you know little little uh, props and whatever there, and their costumes are are not that complicated except for I think the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I it's like what fifteen minutes and this thing just flies. Right, and uh, it just gives you a taste of this universe. Mm -hmm. Just a taste, and then right at the end, I'm just like, what? <laughs> Which left me wondering, is what happened, did it affect them, or was it somebody else that we saw off in the distance? I'm trying to remember what you're talking about, because I guess I haven't watched this in a while. The um, thing up in this happens in the sky. <laughs> it's like, how do you do this without ruining it? No, you don't have to. This is a short. You can no. ruin the short. All right. So, okay. So she, uh, when she's heading back to the ship, a ship launches up. So I was wondering, was that their ship or was that like somebody else's ship? Ah, okay. Because I was thinking you need the launch codes to launch a ship. It won't like launch automatically. And she had like a key or something around her neck, like to start it up. That's a good, I don't know. I can't say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, apparently it has something to do with the film, but yeah, I was, that was the one thing you don't have to answer, but that was the one thing I'm watching her walk in the direction of, of their ship. And all of a sudden you see a, a ship launching up and I'm like, that can't be her ship. 
because she's got the key. And of course it ends right there. So I'm like, I don't know. Is that their ship? Are they stranded now? Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? Of course you're, you know, the answer and you're biting your lip right now. Uh, yes, I am. So what'd you think of the short though? I mean, exclude the film. What did you think of the short as, you know, the short? I think the short was a good little slice of life uh, on this alien planet. I thought, it, I thought it was a good primer. Yeah. But I, I, it's hard to say when I've seen both. So Okay, that's what I was trying to say. Try not to use that. But yeah, I mean, it's great. This is a great short. It's long enough. It's got a good story. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it's it's good. It's a good like prologue to to the movie, I guess, is what I'm hoping, hoping for. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Exit Strategy, 15 minutes and three second long. Uh, written by Travis Bible with Christopher O'Shea and Richard Conkey. And... You already know I like this one. Oh, because it's time travel lady? It's time travel. I love the fact that they called out Groundhog Day in this. It was pretty much Groundhog Day. <laughs> Except he can control it. Right. That was the great thing. That was the thing I liked about this is the fact that he had to reset this time loop before sunset or he was stuck in the present. But just like it. A- all independent movies, you don't see the device that is resetting it. It's all conceptual, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the part that makes independent movies a little different. In a in a big budget movie, they probably would have shown a device. Right. Here he's like, I have I just reset the device. Uh-huh. <laughs> that which I thought was great. So uh, that the thing I like is he's not stuck in this loop. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. You know, it's not like Groundhog Day was like he's stuck there, he's gotta figure out how to escape. He can escape any time he wants. He just doesn't want to escape until he fixes what needs to be fixed. Right. Um, I mean, what did you think of? I mean, can we? Do you want to spoil this or just? Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, yeah, this is one I don't really want to, but I think I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. That guy, I can't think of which which name which name which uh which brother it was, but obviously the one that's doing the the traveling, he was annoying as all heck. He was cocky, but he had a purpose to everything. Yeah, because at first you're thinking, is this guy a super genius? Is he, is he, you know, something wrong with him where he knows everything? But it's like, I forgot how many times he did it. He didn't even mention how many times he went back, and I, I didn't you, write it down. If you pay attention, it says on the notebook three seventy nine. Okay, that's because, a lot of times. Because the last one he does is three eighty. Once you've done it over and over again, I think you'd get cocky too. <laughs> Well, I like the fact that he he's stuck in a loop and he just, whatever he has with him, he takes back with him too. So he has this notebook where he just keeps writing down different paths to take. Yeah. The branches, I guess. The branches of the decision making. Right. And uh, it all does, it all comes to a head at the end. I won't, well, we'll leave it open and not spoil it, but you know, they, they show all the branches. They show... Which Some of the branches. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. It's like, okay, so we do this. Oh, here's this what happens. We do this. Oh, here's what happens. Oh, here we do this. It's like, like, and I love the reason why he did all this stuff. Cause you're like, you know, like he got the drink and what happens with the drink on the table. And you're like, oh, okay. I see why he did that. Cause he show you, they show you what happened in, an, in another, another branch. Yeah. But all in all at, at, after, at the end of that journey, when they were in the woods and, what happened happened, you know, and then he goes back and I'm like, I know exactly what he's going to do this time. And, and it was obvious to me. I, I did too. I, I like, Oh yeah, I know what you're going to do. But I wonder if 
he was going to do that over and over again. After that? Yeah. Yeah. I, because once you, once you're done, it's over with, you can't go back there. I don't think so. I think, I think he did enough times and he was satisfied. So you don't think he'd want to relive the the last one again? No. Okay. That's my theory. It's left open-ended on what he does, but. But it was so weird seeing him at the end. I think there. he just enjoys what happens. Yeah. But yeah. But it was so weird at the end there when, when we see the whole thing starting over again and he's not cocky anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just talking like a normal person. It's like, oh. Wow. He, he had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It took him 379 times to have it, but. Yeah. He definitely had it. Um, I love this. I mean, everyone listening should watch it. It doesn't have very many views, so it needs a little love. So yeah, this I love this. The idea was so great. Yeah, it was well executed. It it really was. If it was any longer, I think I would have gotten bored of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't make this. Don't try to make this into a film. That would just be blah. Well, that's where shorts come in. Come into play. You have a little idea, mm-hmm. you know. And you just want to do that little idea. If you try and make it too big, then it's like you said, it gets boring. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, this is definitely check out exit strategy. If you're going to check anything out this week, check this out. I don't know how you found it. And I'm so glad you did, but dust has some amazing stuff. Oh, this was shorts of the week. Oh, this is shorts of the week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube channel shorts of the week. It's also a website called shorts of the week. They pick like the cream of the crop in every category. So this was this was definitely the cream of the crop. Cool. I would probably watch this one again just just to watch it again. Okay, so all right, let me, before we finish on this, the one part that did bother me on this on this one was the the guy blocking the road off. Where the he, the worker? Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, found your dog." Okay, bye. Yeah, that was a little too convenient. He, he's like, "Hey, Joe, I need you," to, or whatever. He's like, "Hey, buddy, I need you to cover for me." Bye. Like, wait a minute. Really? Yeah, he. but he, he got someone to cover him, so it, it kind of explains itself. Yeah, but he didn't wait for someone to come there. And there's two people standing right there in front of you. That I'm going to let go because it's a it's a movie. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll let it go. But it was just like, no, no, no. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> a little too convenient. I a little know. too convenient. But it was really good. So definitely recommend checking out Exit Strategy. That's it for this week's episode. It's kind of a short one, only well, it's a half hour. We still did pretty good. Yeah, we got some words in there, of course, and got some banter. Banta n, banta n. Of course, want to thank Brian again for being here. Brian, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. It's Brian says. That's Brian with a Y. Yes, sir. And of course, you can always check us out at sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watcher. Join us here live Monday nights, eight p.m. Eastern time. Subscribe to our YouTube page at sayproductions.com slash YouTube so you can get reminders of when we go live here. You want to leave comments, got any ideas, suggestions, anything, email us, sci-fiwatcher at sayproductions.com or drop us a voicemail, 774-327-2948. That's 774-32-SAY-IT. Check out everything we do. We got a Doctor Who episodes we do on Monday nights. We do this, of course, on Tuesdays. Uh, Wednesday, we are doing uh, the Orville. We're still doing season one of the Orville. And Thursday, we're starting Rick and Morty. Mm, can't yes. wait. Oh, I'm scared. I'm really scared. You're scared? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm super excited, actually. Yeah. 
we could join in the the craziness like the rest of the internet has. Something we missed, you know, on our first run. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely going to catch up on it and do all three seasons of it. So make sure you join us for that too. Like I said, sayproductions.com slash sci-fi watch for all your sci-fi goodness. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this episode. And until next time, hope you have a good one.